Good evening and hello. I'm Lisa Desjardins. John Yang is away. Some interstates out west remain shut down, and today Yosemite National Park announced it will be closed until midweek due to the snow, wind, and freezing winter weather that is still packing a wallop. Los Angeles's iconic Hollywood sign was shrouded in fog and snow as the storm made its way across California. At higher elevations, there were blizzard conditions in some places. To the east, Michigan was thawing out after a massive ice storm. Almost 400,000 people are still without power there. President Biden has ordered federal teams to go door to door in East Palestine, Ohio, making sure families there have what they need in the wake of the toxic train derailment that happened three weeks ago. Last night, hundreds of worried residents packed a local high school auditorium to hear activists and attorneys, including Aaron Brockovich, raise potential dangers and litigation. Africa's largest democracy, Nigeria, held its presidential election today. From the start, there were reports across the country of delayed poll openings, stolen ballots, and even violence. Ali Rogan reports. Across Nigeria today, voters worried that an election delayed would mean democracy denied. Yeah, I'm really disappointed because they said it was started by it. And up to now, I think it's to 12. We did not start casting our votes. Many polling places opened late. Others came under attack. This Associated Press camera was filming shooters opened fire at this location in Lagos and then fled with ballot boxes. Can you see what is happening now? They want to make sure they suppress others from voting. This is unfair. This is madness. This is not civilization. Nigeria's election commission had touted new measures this year to reduce election fraud and corruption. They said polls would stay open late to make up for the delays. Amidst the chaotic scenes, some optimism remained, especially among young voters. So many people came out, like, they want to take back their country, so they all turned up to vote. So me, I was excited. Like, I woke up this morning, I was so excited. I was like, okay, history is going to be made today. Nigeria hasn't had an election this competitive since it became a democracy in 1999. Bola Tinubu represents the current ruling party. And Atiku Abubakar is the candidate for the primary opposition party. Both men are in their 70s and are seen as old guard politicians. Then there's Peter Obi, a former state governor who has mobilized young people and is the first third party candidate who stands a chance at victory. It's an existential election. The country is going through okay, okay. a very difficult time. Those difficulties include cash and fuel shortages, sky-high unemployment, and instability fueled by terrorists and violent insurgents. The election results were already expected to take several days, but today's chaos likely means Nigerians will have to wait even longer to know who will serve as their next president. For PBS News Weekend, I'm Ali Rogan. In the U.S., concern about suicide in the military has risen so much that an independent government committee is recommending the Pentagon launch new rules around guns. The committee, appointed by Congress last year, recommends waiting periods for purchasing firearms on military property, raising the minimum age for purchasing guns and ammunition to 25, and requiring anyone living in military housing to register all privately owned firearms. 66% of all active duty military suicides involve the use of firearms. 
It may soon be easier to test for the flu and COVID-19. The FDA has approved the first combination test for both diseases that can be used at home. Nasal swab results appear in about 30 minutes and the kits will not need a prescription. And a passing of note, the country's first Arab-American senator, James Aberask, died last night at his home in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Raised by Lebanese parents on an Indian reservation, Aberask served single terms in the House and Senate in the 70s. While in office, the Democrat fought to prevent the separation of Native American families and was an outspoken critic of U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East. James Aberask was 92 years old. Still to come on PBS News Weekend, What's causing the shortages of some kids' medicines and baby formula? And the pioneering pilot who first tried to break NASA's racial barrier. This is PBS News Weekend from WETA Studios in Washington, home of the PBS NewsHour, weeknights on PBS.